0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. This week on the 99th episode of The Mike Y Show. 99 episodes. We're literally hours away from the start of the NBA season. So we'll look at some of the key storylines, take a few people to task and make some predictions. But first, Darlene, do your thing. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Thank you, Darlene. It is so good to hear your voice. And if we don't see each other before Christmas or the New Year, happy holidays. It's hard to believe that just 72 days will have elapsed between the Lakers winning the 2020 NBA championship and the return of the regular season on December 22nd. Normally, there are four months between seasons, so there's been a lot of action in a condensed time period. As we get ready to tip things off, I'm joined by my producer, Bruce Bernstein, to examine some of the things we're looking forward to seeing on Tuesday when Kevin Durant hosts his old Golden State teammates in Brooklyn and the first skirmish in the battle for L.A. takes place at Staples Center with the Lakers hosting the Clippers. Hello, Bruce. Hello,
1: Mike. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend and baking lots of Christmas cookies, getting ready for the holiday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I, I, you know, I, well, I could talk about it all day, but I, I made a nut brittle that I I don't know if you've ever heard of C's candies, Mary C. I think she's dead now, but God rest her soul. She could bake um, and she could make candy. I made some nut brittle, some peanut brittle, like with real nuts, cashews, almonds, pistachio. This thing was, I mean, it, it was C's candy quality. I'm just saying that I have a I have a recipe that I can't, anyway, I should be making money off that too soon. And this podcast might go, you know, go to the dogs in about two weeks when I, when I sign a baking contract with someone.
1: Well, you know, I know I usually see C's candy, like in airports and the kiosks and stuff. Yeah. So maybe you can go to, you know, Reagan or uh, BWI and start peddling <laughs> some of that stuff you're making. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sounds really engaging. <laughs> um, opening night, you know, like it is weird talking about the NBA coming back right now, but opening night does have two compelling matchups. Really, even though we usually start late October now, early early November, it um, nobody really, other than people that are really into the league and covering a team, or you're just a basketball aficionado, you don't really you don't really actually pay attention to the NBA until. Christmas when there's like a bunch of games and people are talking about the league. So, so in some ways, I don't feel as weird about it as, as other people do uh, opening night, two compelling matchups. Let's start in Brooklyn, Katie, Kyrie and the Nets host golden state. What do we make of Brooklyn? I just saw a thing on 5:38 uh, run by my friend, Nate silver. They did all these models and they came up with 1% chance that the Nets win it all 1%. And the the, the teams ahead of them are like, I mean, the Rockets, the Mavs, all these teams ahead of them, you would think, wait, Katie and Kyrie on the same team. How are are they that far down the list?
1: I believe that Brooklyn is definitely a team to be reckoned with. I give them much more than a 1% chance to win the championship. In fact, I see them being one of the top two teams in the East, provided that everybody is sort of on the same page and there's none of that kind of battle to be who's – the alpha dog there, if they, if they kind of get along with each other, I mean, Mike, they are too deep at every position with really good players and even three deep in some spots. That is a serious contending team,
0: in my opinion. Well, so you're saying, um, who's your other contender, uh, Boston or, or well, Milwaukee? no, I mean,
1: no, I would say, you know, if I were, if I were sizing it up right now, I'd say Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and then, you know, could be Miami, could be Boston, could be Philly. I mean, you know, but I put Brooklyn right in there and even Toronto. Sure. I, but I put Brooklyn right in that mix. I mean, I don't see Brooklyn as like fifth or sixth seed. No way.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the 538, whether you pay attention to these models or not, they did have the election right this year, even though they screwed it up in 2016, they, um, they have, um, the Celtics, with the second overall a chance, 15% chance of winning it, the Lakers are 20% chance to repeat. So so they're saying basically the Lakers and Celtics could very well wind up in the finals. I uh, know that would make you happy.
1: It would definitely make me happy because for any number of reasons, I mean, you know, L.A. and Boston is, is always a, a storyline no matter what. But now, both franchises have 17 NBA championships. They are tied. How great would it be? to see them go at it against each other to decide, you know, who gets banner number 18 first. I think that would be great, but I'm, be I'm not sure. To me, Boston's got some work to do.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And I think the Nets have some work to do. Uh, Kyrie Irving was back in Boston on Friday and was burning incense on the court, hoping to vanquish the equal evil spirits. If Phil Jackson does this, we say, hey, it's Phil doing his Native American thing again, burning sage. Um, do, doing the spiritual thing. Um, it's Kyrie, we, we think he needs to be committed. He says he will continue this practice in other arenas. He also considers himself an artist. Um, Is Kyrie um, a few fries short of a happy meal?
1: Well, I am certainly not going to, you know, make fun of the fact that he identifies with his Native American part of his family, his roots, oh, whatever. That's great. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I have no right or any business to comment on that so i'm going to just take that at face value but the whole artist thing i really i really think kyrie i think he's you know he went to duke for like a minute and a half and he thinks he's some intellectual i just i see kyrie as kind of a poser in a lot of ways
0: oh oh well, you're not you're get, you're going down the barkley realm funny you know um Chuck almost came on the program, but we don't need him. We've got you to, to, uh, basically back up his thoughts. Um, I, I think you're, yeah, he's, he's getting on, killed. What?
1: No, I'm just saying, come on, Chuck, come on, come on the show.
0: Yeah, I'll be the producer. Yeah, well, you he, can be the star. To be, he told me he was going to Vegas before TNT really got busy. I'm like, busy. You guys get up at four, uh, uh, you know, four o'clock and then you show up at the studio. Like, really? You work that hard at the studio? No, but no, he, um, t- the, the, you know, he killed him. I mean, he, he, he inviscerated him. He said, you're right. All these things about him. Um, you know, at some point you're like, you're an artist. Okay. What are you, what are you, the hall of famer formerly known as, you know, the future hall of famer formerly known as Kyrie. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. You're as Chuck said, you're a basketball player. Now you can, you can have, uh, Esoteric and eccentric thoughts outside of you know you know you're it's not a shut up and dribble league. This is we we love it when guys talk and they, but you have to make some kind of sense. And then if you're gonna do a media boycott and then and then start to act as if you're somehow um, a, a chosen child of the galaxy and you're going to give us uh, little pebbles of inspiration and wisdom um, when you want to enough already, dude. You know cross somebody up go to the basket, go harder to your right than Donald Trump for a change.
1: I think that um, uh, the whole artist thing just totally rubs me the wrong way. And here's why. I think of an artist as a, perhaps an actor, maybe a musician, sort of a, a singular performer in a lot of ways, right? I think of a basketball player, particularly a point guard, as more like an athlete, a competitor, somebody who wants to beat you not somebody who wants to tell you how wonderful of an artist they are it's like come on man
0: you could say you're a my if he said he was a maestro i could deal with that you're a maestro you're trying to put together you know uh, five people on the court at one time and you're trying to uh, create the sublime choreography of teamwork if you cannot do that you are not a great point guard Uh, but that's as far as the artist part i will go yeah well look unless he can paint if he can paint And, um, or he can, you know, he can do, he can do impressions. He can, you know, if he's got some other incredible talent, I'd love to see it.
1: Well, you know, the late, great Tommy Heinsohn, who passed away in November, uh, all of us Celtics fans uh, revere him. He really was an artist. (laughs) He was an announcer. He was a coach. He was a player. And he was an artist. He used to take his art supplies on the road with him and paint. He's painted some beautiful pictures. You could see some of them on the internet if you really uh, appreciate, uh, want to appreciate what a basketball artist kind of is.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, God, we we really didn't get into Heinz when he died.
1: Jerry uh, West, uh Jerry West, we we taped a show with Jerry, uh, Dave Wol and I. Dave's debuting his new show this week, Dave's front office. And I I asked Dave, ask Jerry about Tommy, you know. Jerry actually talked about several, you know, of his kind of contemporaries. And because Tommy had passed, we wanted Jerry's opinion. Jerry had the most glowing descriptions of Tommy. And he actually said, and he wouldn't tell us what Tommy said to him, but he said, Tommy Heinsohn paid me the most incredible compliment anyone has ever paid me, but I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm not going to share it. But he was clearly moved. And, and although he said wow. Tommy was as tough as they come, he said Tommy was a Legitimate tough guy, but a wonderful man.
0: Well, it, so so I know we've we've got an abstract here, but you buried the lead, man. Dave Wall's first uh, first show with Pure Hoops Media. He's got Zeke from Cabin Creek, Jerry West, the what I what most people consider is the greatest uh, front office man in the history of the NBA. I mean, holy Toledo, that's a get. The Jerry Re- Jerry Re- Jerry West does not uh, talk to that many people.
1: Well, he and Dave go back many, many years. They played yeah, no, against one another and, and are, are very good friends. I mean, Dave Wall is, is a remarkable person in the basketball world. A lot of people don't really know who he is. Although if you follow the game closely, you know who Dave Wall is. Uh, right. and, uh, you know, we have, you know, he's been on your show a couple of times and, you know, yeah. is incredibly knowledgeable and, and, uh, yeah, we have, we have very high hopes for that show. He's, uh, he knows everybody. And so, uh, you know, but, but Jerry was, uh, it was, uh, it was a singular experience. I mean, and he talked to Dave for like over an hour and a half. We have two shows that we're making out of it. So uh, hopefully our Pure Hoops family and our, our listeners will want to check that out. Uh, It should be be dropping uh, pretty much uh, today, Monday, uh, or very soon after.
0: I just like that you got an older host than me because for a while you were getting the kiddie core and all these, you know, new school kids like Monica King McClure and all these people are younger and they're, they're smart and they're good. Shoot BJ Armstrong, I think is younger than me or he's close to in me and age. And, um, and the bottom line is I'm fine with it, but I'm glad you got wool because, you know, he's, he's got a couple years on me. I mean, he, 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 when I knew him as a player, I think he wore Jesus Christ starter jackets he's
1: so funny Dave Dave was so he's
0: so he's so old his ears still heard from the big bang I I could go on go ahead
1: (laughs) no I was just gonna say Dave was a was a product of the University of Pennsylvania not Penn State but Penn back when the Ivy League was a legit basketball conference putting out you know final four teams or whatever and it's so funny he told me a story one time uh, where there was a, a former referee who he must have been arguing with him or something, and the referee wanted to insult him. And I'm not going to say the ref's name; he's dead and gone. Uh, but he said, "You, you, 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 Ivy Leaguer." <laughs> that Darryl was an Garrett's, insult,
0: Daryl Garretson Guarantee. No.
1: no, you know who it was? Uh, it was Manny Manny Sokol.
0: Okay, That's, yeah. You you, you sure Manny's Ivy gone? Leaguer. That's all he had to say. It that was uh, That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, all right. So. Um, Here we come. We're we're coming up on this season. It's a look. I don't know what happens with the Warriors. Now that Clay Thompson is out. I still like them like as a six seed. You know, they're they're good enough to be there. They're, you know, Steph's back. He looked great the other night when I saw him. I, you know, I have no uh, qualms about that team being a big time team. Do I think they're going to unseat, you know, the Lakers or the Nuggets? Probably not. Could they knock off the jazz in a series? You never know. But, uh, you know, without Clay Thompson, they're not, they're never going to be, you know, a championship contender again. I'm i am interested to see what Jamil Wiseman brings to them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Wiseman uh, apparently is going to start, but if you think about it, the cover is not exact covered is not exactly bare. there. You have Steph Curry, you have Draymond Green. Okay. You yeah. have uh, Andrew Wiggins who really does have a lot to prove. I mean, he, he has the big contract. He's never really lived up to it in Minnesota. Uh, so, but if but if he kind of gets his act together, you're talking about, you know, three guys and, and this rookie uh, Wiseman. You got a great coach. You have a, a, a winning culture and that matters.
0: Do you, um, do, do you think anything happens in Washington with the Wizards? Um, I, I think they've got to be a playoff team if they went out and got Russell Westbrook. I think there's a genuine level of excitement there. Brody and Beal is the new backcourt. It's exciting to watch. It's thrilling. It's hundred miles an hour. It's it's Russell, It's Russell Westbrook time, and and that's an exciting thing for any for any city to have, irrespective of him careening out of control um, like a car over an embankment. I think that I think that he the, the potential of him bringing excitement to the nation's capital and basketball is I don't know I, I'm into it.
1: I think the Wizards are definitely, you know, pointing up. Their their, their stock is rising. I mean, not only Russ, but uh, you know, everyone wonders, gee, are, are Beal and Westbrook going to work okay? People forget Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double, which means that he was averaging ten assists a game for an entire season a couple times. Okay, I think knowing that he's got a guy like Brad Beal. He's going to still play with his intensity, but he's not going to have to go hunting for buckets on every possession. He's got some people he can throw it to. And I mean, from what I've seen this rookie, Denny Avdiha, this 19 year old kid from Israel, yeah. I think, did, did I not read that he's they're planning to start him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of ta- He's young, but he's got a lot of talent. And um, no, I think he'll be great.
1: You know, you have Rui Hachimura who averaged 13 and six as a rookie last year, big, tough guy needs to do a little more defensively but you know he was a rookie right I mean rookies usually aren't good on defense so I would think and 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 the thing that's you know I think we we've talked about this before Westbrook is with a coach who really likes him and respects him Scott Brooks they were together in Oklahoma City and I think knowing that uh you know, when we had, uh, Fred Katz on one of our other shows recently, I, our guys were asking and he said, Scott Brooks and Westbrook are really good because Westbrook will allow Brooks to get on his case and coach him. And he'll accept that. And that's going to be a good example for some of those younger fellows on the team. If, if Russell Westbrook's getting grief from the coach, then they're all going to
0: have to fall in line. Right. Agreed. Um, I, let's see, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that are going on right now. I, you know, um, the Giannis Antetokounm- 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 Antetokounmpo, is that right? That's easy for you to say. Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> he's, he agrees to a five-year deal to stay in Milwaukee. I mean, this was the max, the The, the Bucks have reloaded and, they, you know, they got Drew Holiday coming in. I like them, man. I, you know, owner and friend of the show, Mark Lasry must be feeling pretty good with everything going on. You basically, you, with Giannis resigning, you've got an exciting team, at least for the next four to five years that people are going to watch and they're going to be a contender.
1: Look, I, I like Milwaukee, you know, Mark Lasry has been a friend to the show and, you know, we had a good relationship. I actually live in the town he grew up in, West Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, Although he's moved on to the New York City area for a while. But anyway, good man, good manager, building a really solid organizational culture there. And with the Greek freak, one of the things I hate to keep going back to Jerry West, but Jerry was talking about how wonderful he thinks it is that Giannis is staying in a market like Milwaukee rather than looking for the first, you know, chance to get to Miami or, or, you know, LA or whatever. And I think it's great for the league overall to have, it's arguably one of its top two or three biggest stars uh, staying in Milwaukee, apparently long-term with some good guys around him, right? I mean, Chris Middleton was an all-star. This Drew Holiday, man, he is a beast. He's a two-way player. He can do a little bit of everything. Budenholzer. You know, he has to change some of his methods and some of his defensive schemes, perhaps. But that team's pretty loaded. I mean, I, I, they're yeah. going to be fun to watch.
0: I want to see Drew Holiday when the games matter, because he hasn't been in a lot of games that matter. And I think that's a big thing. Um, but, you know, look, it's, uh, it's a good pickup. I think they'll be good. I, I'm still blown away by James Harden. You know, he wants out of Houston. The team will try to accommodate him. They brought in John Wall. I have a personal relationship with John Wall. I really like him as a as a guy. I hope he's the player that he was before, and I hope that he learned a lot um, while he was uh, rehabbing. But you know, I I feel like the, the the Rockets have done everything to accommodate Harden. They've they've gave him the coach he wanted for a while. They put all the pieces around him that he wanted. And, you know, if this was just about disliking owner Tillman Fertitta, who's definitely not with the um, social justice movement, he's very, very conservative. I think I think he's made some um, comments about different things in society that don't jive well with some people in the NBA. But with the Rockets, fans have a right to be angry at him when the team acquired John Wall and Boogie Cousins to join him and tried to, tried to do whatever they could to, um, you know, make lemonade out of lemons after Russell Westbrook was gone.
1: I've never been a fan of James Harden's game. I mean, obviously he's a brilliant offensive player, one of the greatest ever, but so what? I mean, what, you know, does he make people around him better? Yeah. He's a good passer and he can, he can get some dimes and get some guys buckets, but his attitude is just like me first me, me, me. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you wonder, does he, has he ever walked by a mirror? And not stopped to admire himself in that mirror. I just I just have a, a real issue with him. And if I were a Rockets fan and he's still on the team when the season begins, and uh, you know, granted the fans won't yeah. be in the arena booing him, but I would be really angry with him. I'd be like, because Tim Legler was on this show with us a uh, couple months ago and I think he described the situation that they created for James Harden in Houston as basketball nirvana do you remember that yeah it was all teed up for him they
0: laid out the red carpet for him they they modeled the team around and they put people around you know I look I love watching the guy I'm of the same opinion that you I love watching the guy when he gets hot and all that and I, I just i just I've just seen too many players that take over games and their, their teammates disappear because they don't know when they're going to get the ball. They don't know when they, you know, and it's sort of, I don't know, I, I just don't think you can win a title that way. And I could be wrong, but I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's in my book, you know, he, unless he really changes his mentality in some way um, and leads the team to the finals, um, he's, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the Dominic Wilkins of his generation. Um, incredible highlights and one of the great scores of all time. But, you know, did he go to that next level to win at the highest level? And, you know, well, he did get to one finals, but, you know, the, the main players were Westbrook and, and Durant. But still, you know, I, hey, look, I, I hope things work out for him. But like these guys now, man, they just decide to go somewhere else and that's it. You know, it's like the, the players have so much power. It's there's no loyalty whatsoever. And James Harden will be in another franchise at some point. And I guess if you're making the same amount of money and you just want to try something else fine but I'm also of the opinion don't mess with happy. And I think sometimes you go somewhere and you didn't realize how good you had it somewhere else. Shoot. Listen, you know, talk to Shaq, you know, when Kobe was alive, talk to Shaq and Kobe um, uh, you know and and they talk about what could have happened had they put their egos aside back then.
1: You know, I want to say something nice about James Harden, so I will say this. He's never clipped his toenails while sitting on the bench
0: <laughs> but 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 we do know someone who has that was so
1: disgusting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah anthony davis of the lakers was caught on video and by i guess a bunch of unsuspecting fans that took video and, and pictures where he was literally clipping his toenails on the bench as if he was essentially giving him himself a manicure in the preseason would you would you agree with that
1: pedicure pedicure Pedicure, yeah well he might have done his fingernails in the locker room too i don't really know but that was just like i mean look i am not easily disgusted you know because i'm a guy and i'm of a certain age and you know we've done some things in our lives that are kind of gross that was gross that was just like disgusting
0: i don't i don't give him that much grief because you know what self-care is important in this world personal hygiene is important um I, I think if he doesn't have time to do it anywhere else why not on the bench what's he really well, doing know, at that point it's the pre-season. Well, you know. hey. and, and next time i would just if i were him i would just get a manicure team there from a local salon to actually clip his nails polish maybe and give him a little hand massage and, and foot massage
1: well, you know what, what I think that, you know, if he wants to go next level now, because he's now set the bar at a certain place, he needs to do eyebrow threading. Have you ever heard of eyebrow threading?
0: <laughs> no, it's, that's, it's, it's no something, but he's the unibrow. He could do it better than anybody.
1: Well, I think, you know there's a there's an endorsement to be had somewhere here so on the bench he should have a an eyebrow threading specialist you know during timeouts you know working on like giving him a little bit of separation there or something or just kind of you know cleaning it up for him a little bit make him look tight
0: yeah i i mean it's funny that's the only thing anybody could not like about the lakers right now is uh, anthony davis showing off his toe jams to america (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> other other than that, they they look like they're poised to win it again, and if LeBron James wins five, he's going to certainly want to win six, and you know and you know where you're going with that. So, um, all right, so let's 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 get some predictions here. Uh, MVP, who's your MVP uh, preseason?
1: Going into the season, there are two guys that I'm kind of going back and forth on, and I will make a decision, but. I'm thinking Luka Doncic. I'm thinking Nikola Jokic. I think it's going to Whoa. be one of those two. One of those two guys, and I'm leaning Luka because I'm thinking that guy could average a triple double this year, and the Mavericks could work their way up into the top four. And if those two things happen, I think Luka is going to get a lot of support. What do you think?
0: Wow, wow! You're going all Euro MVP on me. That's a trip. I can't even. I can't even what was the last time a european has a european player ever other than dirk nowitzki has a european player ever won um MVP?
1: i don't know i don't certainly I, not know. an
0: eastern european player of both no. of which well well Doncic is um slovenian slovenian so he's yeah he's eastern europe yeah so that would yeah that'd be a first
1: um yeah how about you who are you thinking have you got? have you thought about that one
0: I, you know, I know it's predictable, but I, I I think LeBron's bot LeBron just takes care of his body so well. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron won another MVP this year. Um, I, I I just think you know if, if he, you know if there's not too much load management on his body, um, and, and he actually gets some minutes, <laughs> I can see I can see LeBron doing it again. I mean, I yeah. you know I I think let's put it this way, his window to win it all to win. Uh, another couple championships is like 2 3 years now his window for mvp is probably 2 years so i think i think i think he's going to get one the next one or two years and i think There's... and i think before these guys get better like before doncic just takes over the league before jokic just takes over the league jokic just takes over, you this is it right now
1: <laughs> i just thought of another european uh who has won the mvp
0: the greek freak oh yeah yeah i guess
1: yeah you're right you're right but i mean i didn't think of that right away but you know
0: yeah you mediterranean know, greece,
1: greece is um, in europe last time i checked
0: yeah your coach
1: of the year i'm feeling monty williams in phoenix wow because i feel phoenix is they showed us something in the bubble when they went eight zero. and again They don't have to finish in the top three for Monty Williams to get a lot of coach of the year. Love. I think if they could somehow or another get six or higher, which is reasonable for that team, I think I would say Monty is my choice for coach of the year. How about you?
0: You know, I, I know it's, it's going to be a Homer pick because I love the guy and he almost came on the program. um, uh, But he was not able to join us because his family was in town. Stan Van Gundy in new Orleans. I, I, I just, I like Zion. I like the fact that Redick is a, you know, a shooter. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I, most, most people are saying uh, 38 wins uh, between 38 and 42 wins. Um, the, the line in Vegas is over is 33.5. The under is 36.5. Uh, so my gut is, I think they win 40 games and they get like a last playoff spot. And I just, um, and I think Stan Van Gundy gets everything he can out of that roster.
1: I would love to see Stan Van Gundy have success down there. I mean, we we're both fans of Stan, uh, as well as his brother, Jeff. Uh, and, uh, Another guy that I'm thinking could be in the hunt and he's sort of in the same boat as Luka Doncic. And that's Rick Carlisle, who has been on our show in the past. Rick is, you know, again, if that team cracks the top four, he's going to get some love, but I'm really, I'm really feeling Monty Williams. I mean, I don't, I'm not a betting man, so I'm not going to be calling up anybody to put money on this, but I feel really strongly about that one. So
0: we'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. I look, I hope, look, I covered Monty Williams with the Knicks it would be cool if he won a coach of the year award and especially his personal story about losing his wife and, you know, just uh, in a car accident in Oklahoma It would just be an incredible, you know, re- you know, and, and, and redemption isn't the word, but just a professional validation that would really uh, tell you about a, a, it would bring more light to the story and the guy he is. Um, I think it'd be great.
1: There are um, a few people that are more loved around the league than Monty Williams. You're He's right. Just, and, and not only that, but Avery Johnson, the great coach, who many yeah. people have tried to imitate his voice, Avery Johnson said the only Avery Johnson impression that he thinks is worth a shit is when Monty Williams would do his Avery Johnson impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you one. Who are you thinking for rookie of the year? Oh boy. Uh, It's uh, a tough one. I, I, I still like the kid from golden state. I like Jamil Wiseman, James Wiseman, James Wiseman. I'm sorry, James Wiseman, big, big kid. He's got the reach. He's got the, he's got all the tools and he's got a great, and he's got a great coach and a great team and a great bunch of teammates.
1: I think a lot of times the rookie of the year, because generally the high picks go to teams with poor records uh, usually it it feels like it's going to be a guy who puts up numbers for a mediocre to poor team, and yeah. so oh, I can that, see
0: Obi top. I can see Obi Toppin.
1: Obi Toppin, uh, but but I'm picking Lamelo Ball, believe it or not, in uh, Charlotte. Woo! I think I think I think you know, playing with Gordon Hayward, playing with some of those young guys, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So. You know that's a little bit of a long shot because I don't expect Charlotte to. I mean, they might make the playoffs. They won't yeah. be any higher than number eight, but I could see Lamelo being a pretty good highlight guy, and perhaps you know that can influence some of the uh, people that are voting.
0: All right, give me your give me your Eastern Conference finalist, your Western Conference uh, finalist, and your um, and your NBA champion.
1: Well, I picked the Lakers last year, and I picked them coming out of the West again although i think uh uh you know the the improvements that they've made i think they they've lost some guys but they still have davis they still have lebron they added dennis schroeder who's a very dynamic offensive player uh and they added montrez harrell who was the sixth man of the year they got him from golden state they lose rondo and danny green and a couple other guys but i see la out of the west i am going to go with milwaukee coming out of the east and i think uh, in a, you know, uh, Lakers again. And, and that's who I see winning it again. I see them uh, taking the lead over my beloved Celtics
0: in career championships. What about yourself? I was going to take a crazy one in the Clippers, but I don't, I think they have some work to do and some chemistry stuff to work out, especially with the new coach and everything that's going on there. I'm going to go with the, the Denver nuggets. Um, they win the West. They upset the Lakers in the finals this year and and in the East, I'm going to take your Boston Celtics.
1: Wow,
0: I like the bot. I don't know what it is. I just think with a full full season under the belt, I think they'll be prepared. Um, and they were right there in the series last year against the Heat. They they threw away a couple games they should have had. And bottom line is, I, I I think they've learned their lesson. I think they're all grown up. And shoot, Marcus Smart's but one of both of our one of our both of our favorite mm-hmm. players. I'm going to say the Lakers. And the Nuggets, and I'm going to take the I'm going to take Jokic and Jamal Murray winning it all. Wow! So yeah. um, I I
1: think you know Boston may be being a little bit undersold. You know the Tristan Thompson thing is a good acquisition for them. Yeah. and they have that 28.5 million dollar trade exception that they're kind of sitting on. So I definitely see them making some kind of a mid season trade to get you know probably you know either a wing or somebody you know maybe a great outside shooter. So I, I could see them doing well. But now I want to throw a little wrinkle at you. What yeah. is your number one compelling storyline that you're looking forward to this year? It could be an individual player. It could be a team. It could be a thing. It could be the pandemic. It could be anything. I'll tell you mine, but I want to hear yours first.
0: You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I I can't, um, I mean, I, I, think the sho- I think the shocker will be that, I don't believe fans will really come back until the, um, until the playoffs. I don't, I I don't think like arenas will be full until the playoffs. And I don't, and I think it's going to take people, it's going to cause them some ratings difficulties. It's going to, but Adam Silver's smart as a whip and he's not going to do anything before it's time. And I, I, but I I think, I mean, it's not a compelling story. It just means the pandemic's gonna go on a little longer in the NBA than some people thought. Um, I might, if I had to place it on an individual, um, I I like Steph Curry just lighting up the league this year and reminding people that he was a two-time MVP and that, he's, that even without Klay Thompson, he's, a, he's an unbelievably special player mm-hmm. on so many levels, not just the shooting and the offensive wizardry, but he's, uh, he's, he's a great leader now. And so I'm gonna say Steph the, the rebirth of Steph Curry, I, like I said, I don't think they win, get to the finals uh, of the Western Conference. I think they get to the semifinals, but I think you see Steph Curry go down in six or seven games. And I think that's how great he is.
1: My compelling storyline for this season is LeBron James's drive for five. If he gets to number five, that puts him equal with Magic Johnson. It puts him equal with Kobe Bryant, two other Laker greats. And as GD Bus told us a few months ago when she was on, it will uh guarantee the construction of the LeBron James statue outside of Staples Center which she said right. which she said would happen but I think he needs two to get the statue I don't think one's going to do it so if he gets to number 5 that to me will be very exciting and you and I have both agreed in the past that we both feel he's the greatest all around player we've ever seen and we've seen a lot of them over our time yeah but to me that to me is like some LeBron getting number 5 is something I can totally get behind
0: yeah, I'm with you uh, I, completely. I, I I think that it would just. I don't know if. Um, what do you say? I don't. I don't. I don't know if if people will ever give him his due, even if he gets six. But I I always say when you go to the longevity, when you go to everything else, um, I don't see how you can. I, I just don't see how you can discount the fact that he is the greatest player of not just his generation, but all time, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get Kareem's all time scoring record. Um, Yeah, he's gonna get that. He's been the alpha on every player, on every team he's been on, he's been the alpha champion. Scottie Pippen, uh, Michael never won a championship without Scottie Pippen. Now, LeBron has already had three second bananas that he's won with Kyrie Irving, uh, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh for that matter, and Anthony Davis. I mean, he, he's he's kind of like Tom Brady he can do it, you know, it doesn't matter what receiver you give him, he's going to find a way to win. And so I, you know, I don't know. It's not that I'm discounting Michael Jordan. I just look at the years and everything else. And, you know, yeah, would I like a couple more LeBron last minute highlights to see minute Sure. But it's not going to change my mind about everything. I mean, you know, it's just. I've it's said,
1: good. I've said this on a number of occasions. If Dr. James Naismith, when he invented basketball, if he said, I'm going to go into the laboratory and I'm going to create the ideal basketball player, it would come out looking a whole lot like LeBron James. He can do a little of everything. He's a wonderful teammate. He wants his teammates to succeed. He doesn't act like they're his supporting cast. He acts like they're his teammates. Okay. And... We both are great admirers of all the work that he does in society off the court uh, to help people to be a difference maker in life, okay? Now, again, you can sort of put that to the side, but to me, that's just part of the package of this incredible human being, this incredible basketball player, this incredible man. And uh, I want him to get number five. Although if they're playing Boston in the finals, but I will respect him regardless of, of if my team were to be you know vanquished by his
0: i think we covered it the great show Bruce. all basketball no 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 hijinks this tonight
1: well there's always next week because next week uh i know uh this was sh- the mike wise show number 99 and next week is mike wise show number 100 so we'll keep people hanging and and uh they're going to want to listen to it because it's going to be pretty cool
0: Yeah, I. I it's. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be one of the. And if I can get the guests that I want, it's just going to flow wonderfully. And I, I'm just going to take a moment out, have an eggnog, I have an eggnog on camera, to toast my hundredth show. I think it's. Uh, right. I think it's worth it. I um, have
1: champagne upstairs. We'll, you know,
0: we'll, all right. we'll bust it All right. I'll break, out. We'll I'll break out. out. I'll break out the good stuff. yeah you know
1: you know we got the the you know we actually do have some good stuff too although i'm not a big champagne drinker but for you (laughs) mike for you mike i'll spray a little around
0: (laughs) all right it's time to wrap things up for this week thank you very much to my producer bruce bernstein for joining me thanks also to the incredible tom phillip who edits the shit out of this show please listen to all of our pure hoops media shows Full Court with Jenny Fisher and her new co-host, Kara Kay, comes your way every Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is here each Wednesday. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure drops in every Thursday. And BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman are here every Friday with the Pure Hoops podcast. And this week, Dave's Front Office with Dave Wall will make his debut. Dave's first guest is none other than Hall of Famer Jerry West. And the logo is as honest and unplugged as you've ever heard And Please listen, review all of our shows, and please leave a five-star rating.
1: Um, should I share some of the love this week and take some of the burden off you? Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Folks, COVID-19 is still killing thousands of people across this country. So please wash your hands. Stay at least six feet away from people in public. Wear that mask. Shut up and do it. Don't complain. No one wants to hear it. Please treat everyone around you, even strangers as friends and be considerate. And don't forget to keep our superhero medical professionals in your thoughts. Also, we all need to continue working for social justice as we strive for a more just and inclusive society. So please do your part. And Mike, you always get the last word. Till next week, folks,
0: Aloha. The Mike Wise Show used to be called the Wise Wiseass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.